0: Hello, Hello everyone, this is Miss Yan. I'm Daisy. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Xi'an incident and the Yan'an decade. There is an idiom in China saying, saying "本是同根生，相煎何太急," means both born of the same root, why torment each other so cruelly? It would be good to reflect on Xi'an Shibian. The Xi'an incident occurred in 1935. Jiang Jieshi was visiting troops in Xi'an to boost morale, but was taken as a hostage to try and make him form a united front with the Communist Party against Japan. The Soviet Union intervenes, and this is the reason that Jiang isn't killed. The Soviet Union believed him to be the best figurehead and the best opportunity to beat the Japanese. He is eventually released with the conditions that he will agree to a united front with the communists. The effects of the Xi'an incident. Overall, the Communist Party benefited the most from this incident and as it led to the second united front. The Soviet Union gained an ally with China, which was important for both countries. The Communist Party gained a true nationalist reputation by not killing Jiang Jiechi, and being only focused on defeating Japan. They gained popularity with the citizens of China. The Nationalist Party was clearly divided and came under scrutiny. It was the first time that members of the GMD turned away from Jiang Jieshe. However, after Jiang Jieshe was released, he was received as a national hero. This incident led to the Second United Front, which gave the Communist Party much-needed breathing space to develop their ideals. This occurred in the Yan'an Decade. The Yan'an Decade occurred from 1937 to 1946. It was the Communist Party's base and centre of ideology in the North after the Long March. And it was here that the Communist Party realised Maoism which is Marxism in the context of China. It was developed by Mao Zedong, and is a variety of marxism leninism that he developed for realizing a social revolution in the agricultural pre-industrial society of the Republic of China. There was a focus on the peasantry as 88% of the Chinese population was non-urban. Therefore, the peasants were the potential revolutionary force instead of the proletarians as is in marxism mao's land policy in order to gain local support with the peasants mao sent out the red army units from Yunnan to occupy close regions here the land was liberated the landowners were shot or driven out and the peasants were invited in reorganizing the land the soldiers Who carried out these policies were encouraged to be carrying the communist message. Before this point, nationalist armies had terrorised the local populations. However, the Red Army were instructed to aid and comfort the peasants, which was an effective piece of propaganda. The Red Army began a series of initiatives. Creation of local peasant associations to work with the Communist Party in creating better living conditions. abolition of the Ursary, introduction of literary and education programs, provision of basic medical services. The members of the party grew from 40,000 in 1937 to 1 million by 1945. During the Yan'an decade, the rectification policy was carried out. This occurred from 1942 to 1943. Here, party leaders were required to out themselves and publicly admit their failings in order to ensure that the party did not become an elite. It also required party members to read about Marxism and China's variation of it, Maoism. Consequences of the rectification movement were that Mao had rid himself of any opposition and consolidated his position as a leader. He triumphed over the pro-Moscow wing of his party and moved towards cult status in Yan'an. Mao was elected chairman of the Communist Party in 1943. Thanks for listening. Thank you.